Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. DJ Pie here, Tron here, Solly here. This is, I think this is finally going to wrap our Masters Preview podcast content. <laughs> a lot of pods. That's it? A lot of pods. A lot of pods. No more, no pod more guests. Season. No more guests. Uh, it's just us. We're going to shoot the shit, and we're going to make some picks. We're going to answer some mailbag questions. Um, anything, anything left that we haven't covered yet w- with Augusta. Uh, we're recording this on Friday before the Masters. Uh, we're going to release this on Tuesday. Um, but we're going to be out of town, so we had to get this get this done. We're not putting a lot of faith in the the Houston Open winner that that they're going to really shift our thinking. <laughs> Julian Surrey could be, could be. Um, Go Jags, top seventy player in the world. Sure. Had to Monday qualify to get into Houston. I love that. Um, all right, let's just start it at the very top. Who is your guys' pick to win the twenty eighteen Masters? I feel like I'm going to sound like a jackass for some reason by saying this but <laughs> i'm picking tiger yes i don't care i don't <laughs> yes. care how that makes me sound i have a, like i've i've thought about it maybe i thought about it like too much i feel like i might be lost in the sauce or a little too deep in my own head but uh i'm picking tiger i think like the way he has played i don't know if this is gonna make any sense but i feel like the way that he's played the last two events like looks like he's playing in a major and what i mean is that he's not he's not playing enough like he's not making enough birdies to win but he's not making enough mistakes to to really like shoot himself out, if that makes sense. And it's almost like, I don't I don't know. Does that make sense? It does. I, it I don't care. I'm so I'm in. Well, I'm in. Like you're, what you're saying, I think is you know for a typical PGA Tour event, you know, it's, there it can end up being birdie fests a little bit, right? And you're firing at flags without really any inhibition. Whereas Tiger's kind of plotting his way around. That's what it seems like. Yeah. I mean, I know that Valspar. It's not like that was a birdie fest, and I know Bay Hill wasn't a birdie fest. So I'm kind of shooting my own argument in the foot. It kind of was a, a birdie a fest a little bit. 18 under one. That's at Bay Hill. Yeah. Yeah. That's a birdie fest. 64. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Just watching him the last few weeks is. It just seems like what he's doing is surgical. Yeah. I mean, he's it like. I don't know how else to explain it other than it, it, it was the same feeling that you get when you're watching him try to string together 72 holes of a major and, and just not make any mistakes and not push it too much and just kind of be super patient. And as long as he does that, I mean, the, the bones thing, the bones pod actually kind of like reinforced that pick and just, you know, him talking about all the history that you need and all the, you know, the long memory that you need to make all those putts. And I mean, if he's hitting his irons as well, you know, as he is, which he, you know, assume hopefully that he will. Uh, you know, I think we've talked about it a lot, even on kind of the pods leading up here is this is such a golf course where it's so dictated by your iron play and like hitting to the correct spots in the greens. And if he's doing that, he knows, you know, the putts as, as well or better than anybody, then I mean, why not pick him? His you know, if game he's healthy and, certainly feels a lot better than it did yeah. in 2013. Right. And he was a ricocheted shot yeah. off the flag stick. Oh, from, or, or 2010 when he yeah. wasn't playing at all and he and finished fifth or whatever. 2015, you know? he was in the third to last group on yeah, Sunday so. when he was after sculling the ball all over Scottsdale. Like He plays this golf course well. He hasn't won it in 13 years, which is insane. And he hasn't won it since they fully linked God, it in that's a weird sentence that he hasn't won in 13 years. Right. How about the fact that he, he was... From 2006 to 2013, T3, T2, second, T6, T4, T5, 
T4, T40, T4. They tiger proofed it. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, it's, I mean, so, so I don't know. I don't feel, I, I've, I've, I felt like an idiot, like when it first clicked in my head that, okay, I'm going to pick tiger to win. Uh, but I feel better and better as, as the time goes on. And as I find community with other people who, who feel the same way, I, I'm starting to feel a lot better about it. And you wouldn't have made this pick after the Honda, but like what you saw at right. Valspar and Bay Hill totally. was like enough to... I think so, yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's, he's, he doesn't have to, as, as much as Augusta now emphasizes driving way more than it used to, it's still a place that you can spray it around a little bit. You don't need to be dead straight off every tee. You don't need to hit a and how many? I mean, how many drivers do you think he's going to hit? One, two, six? Uh... I thought you meant number six. No. Like, oh, wow. <laughs> That'd be bold. <laughs> be cheeky. Yeah, yeah probably true. about six or so. Yeah. And I mean, you know, if he gets hits fair with half of those, you know, we're the problem is shape. it's not a ton of two irons. Yeah. It'd be a lot of three woods. And he sure. hasn't hit the three wood very well so far either. But. So I was just looking at the weather forecast. It looks better than it did yeah. yesterday or the day before. We're recording this on Friday. Um, looks better than it did a couple days ago. Like, I think it's supposed to rain on Wednesday and then be nice the rest of the week. Oh, cool! One day we're gonna be there. It's gonna rain. That's great. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I'm, I'm there. It is. I'm picking Tiger. I can buy it. It's not my pick, but I feel can free buy to tweet it. at me if he misses the cut. If he shoots 80, 80, you can, you can make fun of me if you want. Just caught up in the hype. I don't care. I'm, I'm gonna be a romantic. It's justified. I think, I think that's why he lost at Bay Hill. I don't think it would have been. You know, it wouldn't have been as good a story if his first win was at Bay Hill. We got way better story if his first wins at the Masters. We got this question as one of our mailbag questions. It's what do you think Tiger's true odds are? So, I mean, obviously his odds get artificially bumped because of how many people bet on him. But what do you think, like, if you were to say, what are Tiger's true odds to win if it wasn't really dictated by the amount that people bet on him? So he's coming into the week at, what, 9-1? to Mm Yeah. He's a favorite at 9-1. to JT and Roy are 10-1. to I mean, I'd put him in that same probably... I don't, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I'm not an expert gambler. But I would say twenty to one. That's I would what, put that's him like Rom and Day. Like Rom and I was Day. Say Fifteen to one. Yeah, but yeah, I think he's he's right in there. I mean, it's inflated, but it's not not crazy. Not like nope. it has been the last yeah. four or five times he's I, played I, there. I've said the combination of the amount that people bet on him and how he's played, he's justified to be the favorite. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's ridiculous. I mean, it's usually it's kind of a joke. Mm-hmm. Tiger's fifty to one. He's not even in the field, but this <laughs> right. year feels very justified. So. Yeah. All right, Trinaldo, who's your pick? I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm freaking out. I, I've I've been waffling back and forth. I've got Leishman at seventy five to one in, on one bet. I locked in the McRib at twelve to one a couple months ago. Um, Bargain. I'm gonna stick with the McRib at twelve to one. Twelve to one. Yeah. Okay. I think the thing that scares me about him is just. I mean, it's obvious, but just the putting. Like you know. Yeah. That was just... that was the thing we were talking about it yesterday. I think when we were kind of sitting around and like. You know, his win at Bay Hill was so um, not masked by putting, but I mean, it was was it legitimately like the best putting week of his career? Yes, I mean it's for sure. Well, so so I, I get that, seems, but seems like unlikely to duplicate. I don't know. I, I feel like he's almost going to trick himself into thinking that Friday or Saturday is Sunday. Did we hear he was he was out because uh, he always he always plays well. It's like too little, too late every year. He know? was out doing the Jeff Knox uh, research trip again this year. I think right was that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at the other He's got options. Some good vibes going. Finally, I mean, JT could run away with it, or, or he could, you know, yeah, or he could miss the cut. Um, DJ, I don't know. He's the greatest player of all time, but like, <laughs> I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's primed. Uh, I think Spieth's been in the lab for the last couple months, but you know, I would have liked to have seen it click a couple weeks ago. You know, so he's not kind of rolling in. He's just throwing you off the scent. Um, it might be. I mean, I don't know. People are talking about Ricky. 
Well, let's um, let's preface this podcast yeah. with like we have no idea. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't, uh, like, we're not we're, tipsters. We're all just yeah. totally kind of shooting in the dark. That's here. my That's... favorite big Randyism. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, who do you think is gonna win this week? I don't know, man. It's <laughs> gonna be fun interesting. To watch, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, uh, but, but what, if we what get I mean one right, that is like even more than usual, we don't know what's going on. Like that, like which is the yeah. testament. To I feel the field like there's like there's like twenty guys that could legitimately I could legitimately talk myself into as a favorite. Right. No, and it's make no mistake. If one of our guys wins, we're gonna totally. remind you about for it sure. for yeah, eternity. Yeah. I'm yeah. still triggered from last year. So, like Randy and I have bet on Sergio to win the Masters, like every year for like <laughs> seven or eight years. We would book our Masters bets with Sergio in January. You know, get him at fifty to one or forty to one or whatever. Last year was the first year I did not bet on Sergio. Coincidence? Are you doing it this year? No, of course not. <laughs> Just let it ride. Um, I, I think Rory, I don't know. I, I feel like I've talked myself into Rory so many times for the Masters that I'm scarred a bit. But Fool me once, yeah. shame on you. <laughs> you fool, me, fool me again. Fool me 10 <laughs> times in a row, shame on me. Um, I, I just I think if, if, if he was trending from a ball striking perspective stronger than he is, I think you could make the case, make, make the case stronger. But he could run. I mean, if that putting tip he picked up from Faxon, your boy, really is like that. That <laughs> Faxon's supposed to call me at some minute here. So if I have to step, step if I, boo, if I have to step away, that's that's why. Um, if that tip really was supposed to give me a putting tip <laughs> ahead of uh, next yeah. week. Um, all right, I'm. St- I made the, I made the pick to start the season. I never change my picks. <laughs> I probably should, but I'm not, I never do. It's, I'm picking Spieth every year for the next 20, and I think he's going to win like four of them. So That's pretty good. I'd be mean, better odds than, than usual. Right, and the year I don't pick him is probably the year he'll win it. Yeah. So uh, I'm sticking with it. If I were to change the pick, which I'm not, I would. <laughs> <laughs> the, just theoretically. Just theoretically. It would be JT. Yeah, I why? Think. Uh, just because he's the best player in the world. <laughs> probably he's the best player in the world. Um, he, I think he has learned enough about the course kind of, I feel like he comes in flying super high, super confident every year and just kind of gets smacked in the face by Augusta, which it does that to you. If you get too over anxious, you get too you know, fire at too many flags. It can punch you in the face. What's his record there. Do we know? Not is great. It, it's not great, right? No, it's not. But this is the first time we've seen him be the enter the masters as like a dominant player. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess he had won three times last season leading up to it, but not in the same fashion that he has in, in the last couple of years. So, um, I don't know. That would be that would be the only guy I would change the pick for. But I'm not. Great. But I may remind you if he does win. I may say I still might pull and I told you so. So <laughs> really, really, uh... we should name off five or six more guys just in case. <laughs> Cover your base. This is yeah. This is the time of year where you just start listing off a million guys to the point where at least you named them at You're one totally... point. Named them. Yeah, he could win. That eighty to one to like a hundred to one range. Just looking at the list here, like Grace DeChambeau, Cantlay, Cabrera Bello. Shoffley, Berger, Kisner, Oppy Bonrat. Like those there's so much value in that. Yeah. But then again, like there's just there's just too many. Well, especially too if you can get guys. a bet on like a top five or something. Yeah. Alright, so just just because I think it's fun, uh, give me one guy that you, you think will definitely not win. <laughs> just because I want to see that guy get to the top of the leaderboard and, and make you guys sweat a little bit. Um Hideki. Hideki will not win. You heard it here first. <laughs> Do you think well, wow, what do you like week? about what do you think about Hideki's chances this week? I don't think he can win this week. <laughs> Famous last words. Hideki might uh, he might be becoming the forgotten man. Tron, your thoughts? He's coming in injured. Oh, he's definitely the forgotten man. <laughs> like he's he's like been forgotten. Yeah. Um, he's injured. I'm gonna say Ted Potter Jr. <laughs> We've talked about him before he got here. 
How nuts is it that Ted Potter Jr. is, what, less than two months removed from a PGA Tour victory? And he's coming in at 400 to 1 right now. <laughs> would you bet he him has at wor- worse to one? odds than Fred Couples, than Champions Tour player Fred Couples? I wouldn't bet him at 1,000 to 1, to be fair. I'll tell you who might have the best odds. I don't mean to get off topic here, but who might have the best odds on the board? Ross Fisher at 200 to 1. That's strong. I mean, he's got uh, his, his record here is like low key really, really solid. I don't think he's going to win, but it's. Uh, T30 cut, T15, T47, T41 for kind of a nondescript player. Yeah. So we've made the joke enough about how this is, how everything's trending towards this being one of the best masters ever that Brendan Steele's probably going to win. We should probably take a flyer on him, right? Like 150 to one. He is the most likely guy to to just spoil everything. I could see Ross Fisher's a good spoiler. Yeah. I mean, he's a ton of game. Is Ross Fisher the European Brendan Steele? He might be. A lot of people are asking. Uh, Tron, who's your guy that will not win? Oh, you said Tad Potter. Yeah, I'm no, say... I mean, that was that was kind of a that was kind of tongue in cheek. Um, I'm assuming we're talking about kind of the favorites here. Sure. I would say Jason Day. Not gonna win. He might. I mean, he might win. This is. I, I'm gonna say Patrick Reed. As silly as this question is, did Tiger ever officially commit to Augusta? Like, did he have an announcement for? Wow, it? I don't know. Maybe it's not. You're saying maybe he's not playing. No, I'm gonna guess he's five, play. five p.m. today. We'll I'm to just see. curious. I don't remember seeing like a big freak Man, out. If he, if he did. If, when do the tea times? If, come if out? we post this on Tuesday and it turns out Tiger's not in the field, this podcast is gonna look very stupid. <laughs> when do the tea really times will. come out? Uh, sometime Tuesday, I right? Think, I think they do it Monday, Monday evening. I think so. I feel like Tiger and Phil are gonna be paired together. You think so? I was gonna ask that. Who do you think Tiger's gonna get paired with? That's interesting. I bet he gets like J Day and yeah, they always give him a, like a really comfortable Brant Snedeker. Snedeker's played with him like 20 times this year already. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know if they'd do that. I could see like J-Day and Norman. Well, and, and I think Augusta for like, I think they, in kind of a cool way, I think they usually kind of use the stars to try to give exposure to exactly. some of the international players and mm-hmm. stuff too. It'd be cool. Para, Sharma. Sharma. Sharma and Tiger. Yeah. How good would that be? I love how everyone just refers to him as Sharma because nobody wants to try to say his first name, myself included. Yeah, that's guilty. How about Cantlay? That'd be cool. That would be cool. Pair Tiger with Cantlay would be sweet. That'd be great. Not really. Kind of, again, shooting my own theory in the foot there on the international stars, but I think it'd be cool. All right. The week is finally here, guys. It's Masters Week. Our friends at Callaway have 15 guys in the field this week, and as always, they're going to be bringing the heat with some great content from Augusta National. We talk a lot about their products, but they also have a pretty incredible media production group that's going to be doing a lot of good stuff this week. Go to CallawayGolf.com. Take a look at the Callaway clubs and Chrome Soft X golf balls that Phil is playing, defending champ Sergio Garcia and others have in the bag at Augusta. I don't know if you saw, we got the no laying up towel on Mark Leishman's bag as well this week. Looks pretty good on that blue rogue bag. Be sure to follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Callaway Golf. They got an exclusive giveaway that they got going on right now. You can enter to win one of their Slick Masters commemorative coins. I saw them this morning. They turned out incredible. They, They got a Sugarloaf Pimento Cheese Sandwich logo on one side. They're not being sold anywhere, so be sure to check out Callaway's social channels. Enter to get yours. Be on the lookout for more great coverage from Callaway. Now let's get back to our final wrap-up podcast, and then the Masters is going to be here. Um, all right, let's do – this is one of DJ's favorite questions. I like this one. All right, you get three players to pick, and you have to choose – if you had to bet three players versus the field, who are your three guys that you take against the entire field? I love it that we're, we're this deep into the podcast. Nobody's even mentioned Mickelson yet. I know we've had a lot of we've done a lot of Mickelson That's content true. the last week. So <laughs> I'm taking Mickelson as one of my three. 
Um, I'm going to take Mickelson, Justin Rose, Jordan Spieth. Is, would Justin Rose be a spoiler if he won? Yes. I don't think so. I mean, it would be. He's kind of. He might be. He's like the Mendoza line of spoilers. I wouldn't be rooting for it, but I mean, the guy's been so good. He's, he's just one stud, of but like, it's not. It's not know. one that you're going to tell your kids about. Like, yeah. oh, I remember when Justin Rose won the Masters. Yeah, I I agree. I would I would lean him on spoiler. That's my own just personal. He low key let last thing, year but, get away from him pretty badly. Yeah. Uh, my three guys are Tiger, Spieth, and JT. I think. Okay. I'm very you're safe. going very safe. No, I, I think your I think your ceiling is higher, but your floor is lower. I think that's fair. Yeah. Okay. I'm going pure chalk. Spieth, JT, DJ. Okay. Like the top three. I mean, players. DJ's <laughs> he's coming in super under the radar. He is. Why um, is that? He's not really. There's like two, this, we're just flush with. It's just too many good players. Flush with stars right now. Like, how long ago already does Phil's Mexico win feel like? Yeah. Like, I was thinking about this. I mean, I, again, this is Tiger-centric, but I was thinking about this in regards to Tiger the other day. It's weird that we haven't, you know, it's been a couple weeks now. Like, we saw him a couple weeks in a row. That almost, like, it almost feels like it wasn't real or something. <laughs> like, like, still the idea that we're going to get Tiger in form and healthy and stuff, like, doesn't... It almost feels like it was, like, a dream that we saw a month ago, That's three a, weeks You ago. could take Tiger out of the equation, and we would still be, like, equally as excited for this Masters. And eh. I mean... <laughs> equally? It'd still be awesome. Like, it's, yeah, it would be great. Equally, but, like... But, like, Tiger's Tiger. I mean, God, I'd be like I'm a, sitting <laughs> here talking myself into Paul Casey. <laughs> I know. T6, T4, and 6 the last three years. Paul Casey's the ultimate top five bet, if you can get one. Yeah. I think he'll definitely be there. Have we covered sleepers and deep sleepers enough yet? Do you have any, any like? Do you have any guys that are like, all right, this guy's not going to win, but I expect this guy to play well. I think Cameron Smith. Okay. I think he's uh, he's one twenty five to one. Um, he's got he played last year, made the cut last year. I think he's coming in playing really well, and uh, I think his game is pretty well suited for Augusta. Uh, Norin at forty to one. How do you feel about that? I'm not sure that's deep sleeper, but you expect him. No, to play no, well. no, no. It's yeah. just he's kind of right outside that. He's like the just outside. Maybe the, like the leader of the B flight. Yeah, um, you know, it playing as well as anybody right now. He's gonna be on like 90 percent of the greens in regulation, so I would see no reason why he wouldn't be. That's why I always look. You know, when you're when you're doing like um, when you're doing like masters pools and stuff, there's always it always seems like they get broken out into like different flights yeah. and stuff. There's a lot of guys in that. Like I feel like that B group. Is pretty top heavy, between like Norin, Fleetwood. I'm trying to think like those are like the two guys that really stick out, depending on kind of where the dividing line is. For someone who's won a Masters in the last five years, Adam Scott is pretty far down the. It's pretty far down that list. Sixty-six to one. Yeah, I know he's not necessarily trending, but man, this golf course is. Uh, guys he's had that a play well here. Decent rounds yeah. in the last yeah. month or two. Um, I think Oppy Bonrat, man, hundred to one. He. Uh, He's only played here once, but he was he was t- he was tied for fifteenth in twenty sixteen. How about uh, how about Bryson showing a little form recently? Yeah, that's terrifying. I think he might be up there. What if we get like a Bryson Bubba oh, dude, showdown? I'm, I'm, in. I'm signing awesome. up for that. Yeah, That'd be awesome. Bryson be Bubba Patrick Reed. Yeah, we haven't talked enough about Bubba. Are we are we afraid? Bubba might win. He probably will. I mean, Bubba's got to be on your list of like five favorites or less. I'd say. I would think so. There's like a group of eight that. If you told me, like we yeah. talked about, the, if you told me they were favorite, like yeah, that that makes total sense. I don't know. It, it would be very Bubba like to win it this year. 
three uh, three green jackets. We tied Phil. If he was yeah. one short of Tiger. Oh my God. It's, we're due. For, yeah, we're we're way too hyped for this Masters, and we're due to just come down. Uh, let's get into some questions. What do you think? Let's do that. What's your guys' favorite hole on the front nine? It's easy. Three. Three. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Why? Why so? Uh, it's. I mean. It's the most fun if you're if you're there. I think like a it's it doesn't always come through on TV because it doesn't always like get shown that much on TV. But to see how elevated that green is and how severe that is if you miss is awesome. To just stand there and like watch guys all day, it kind of sucks. You can't like I don't think if I'm remembering right, you can't get very close you're all to that close green. to it. But yeah. So you got to kind of like hang down in like the low left and but just watching shots come into that green is so cool. And then it's got I mean it's got the whole strategy element to it and. You know, changes depending on where they move the pin and all that stuff. I think is is great. Um, what are you? I mean, I was gonna say three, but I love, I love eight too. Yeah, there's mounds up there, and just the way that I like to stand on the tee shot on two. Yeah, and watch them shave the ball right right to left around that corner. That's always cool. I think nine's underrated, but but yeah, I'm three yeah. for sure. Mine was number two. I I just I love. Par fives. I think yeah. the the four my four favorite holes out there are probably two, eight, thirteen, and fifteen. <laughs> but two is uh, it's it's interesting to see watch guys hit off that down slope and the shape of that green, especially when they put that Sunday pin in the back right. Watching guys like lay in the middle of the green and see if it feeds all the way back there. That's that's my favorite hole to watch on the front nine. So, but it's all like it just all right. Like speed's on number two now. This should be a birdie hole. Like it just gets your interest. It gets you gets you like pretty focused. I mean, there's not that many. I feel like the front nine sort of gets shit on a little bit. Um, there's not really that many, not that many bad holes on the front. I mean, so, four, five. four and seven. I like four, five. five I think five seven. is. I think five is really cool. I don't like five. I'm I don't big, know how, how it's gonna be. I think five. they lengthen it this year. Is that right? But is it lengthened for this year's? I don't know. I can't. Remember. I thought it's for next year's. They didn't call me and tell me. I don't okay. know. But uh, four sucks. Five green is really cool. If, if anybody's going to yeah. the tournament this year, I would say. And you like, walk in right there. Too. You walk in right there, and if you can stand and just watch guys putt on number five, that green is insane. Yeah, four is just. It's too hard. Yeah, yeah. It's what like it, it's. Phil was trying. I think in the in 2012, Bone said that he was trying to miss in yeah. a bunker. How nuts was that? And that's when he pushed it left, hit the grandstand, went in the woods, played it right hand, and made triple yeah. and lost. You know what Augusta doesn't have? I guess. Well, I guess you can. Never mind. It's a bad take. I was gonna say they should make three. It doesn't really have like a drivable, drivable par four. I well, guess the only Neil's that's Neil's take kind of could make, be. There's no other par fours under like 440 yeah, yards. Exactly. I that's, was going to say but you couldn't have 3 and 4 back to back. I was going to almost going to say you, you turn 4 into 17. Like a, yeah, I suppose. We'll you know, get, we'll get there. We'll get there. He's he's got an article coming out oh, next God. week about it. Um yeah. I think 7 low key stinks. It's terrible. That, so all right, so walk through some of those changes cuz that is well, a big part of why it stinks. Well, it was like supposed to be a hole designed after 18 at the old course. It was supposed to be like kind of a drivable four, but 340 yards. I mean, in that day and age, not that drivable, but under the right wind conditions, you could drive it near there. But uh, kind just, of a pitch in a, or like yeah, a, you know, a drive in a yeah, pitch. Yeah, that's why the, yeah. the, the way we're talking about that, they've lost all of the short holes on this golf course. They're all long now. So the green, and then they, so they moved it back to about 400 yards. And that that hole made a lot more sense then, but they narrowed it even more and moved it back 55 more yards. So a hole that was originally 340 uphill plays 455. Guys tee and have to hit off a downslope into a green that's perched up and is completely surrounded by bunkers. There's no like, there's no option on how to play the hole. Like everybody, guys pound driver or three wood down there, whatever. And it's such a cool spot on the property. Yeah, like it could be really 
It's basically the, like the center of the property, yeah. right? Like the green is cool too, but like you can't, if you're going to, I would at least like encourage guys to play run up shots to it. Leave them the openings in the front if you're going to make them play off a down slope. I think that was the whole bone said that they hit it in like the, they hit it in the patrons. Yeah. On purpose. The green is, the green's so shallow that, yeah. and you're coming off that down slope that like there's, he had like a five iron into the green. It was impossible. Right. He's like, if I'm going to make four, I got to hit it in the patrons here and try so to get up and down. What they did with seven and did. 11 was just make the holes too. I just made them challenging in relation to par without, and took out all the strategical elements to yeah. it. I thought so. Yeah. Seven's probably definitely my least favorite, probably hole in the whole, whole course. So, um, all right. What's like the most, what, what, all right. I like this one. What's something you guys dislike about the masters? Oh man. How, than, how long do we more, have? Yeah, there's more than you would think. I think, at least for me. But um, you go ahead, John. Lead off. Um, I think the whole the whole self-important. Yeah, just the sanctimony element. of it. Yeah, it's, it's overly it's, sanctimonious. Yeah. And, and kind of the preachiness of it, and you know, it's it's. Uh, it's almost a victim of its own success. A little bit. It's kind regard, of overly cloistered. In that they, I mean, I, I think I get. I obviously get the, you know, starting with, with, oh, these are the traditions of the place and this is the history and we need to honor that's all great. Things. It's rooted and in that's history. cool. Yeah. But the problem is like, as everything else has gotten away from that, Augusta has kind of not even, I guess leaned into it, but really just kind of stayed the same where everybody else has changed and it just amplifies more and more and more, you know, how, how loud that feels every year. And it's just gotten to the point now where I'm like, Man, I, it's really hard to listen to this. Well, I think like the for like for me, a good representation of that is the piped-in bird sounds on the telecast. <laughs> or like, well, that's what I was gonna say. No yeah. birds, no squirrels. That like yeah. that freaks me out. I don't know how. Do you guys ever hear how they like they got caught with the piping in the oh, bird sound? Oh, so good. That some guy was listening to the broadcast and was like, "Well, that that bird is not indigenous to this region," <laughs> and that's like how they got caught doing it. <laughs> and, and then you know, I think if you're so rooted in the history of the game. Um, but, and you've had arguably the greatest golf course architect of all time route the course and lay it out in, in, in Alistair McKenzie. And you're going to go away from that and go away from some of his key tenants and, and almost I, all of them. Yeah. And it's, it, and it really, and have it play so kind of overseeded and artificially, you know, it's like I think it sets a bad example for the rest totally. of golf and for superintendents everywhere to to you know everybody think equates green with good and 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 part of that is not it's hard because like I, I I don't know there's a million things about the club that I think just like makes it kind of creeps you out gross and yeah. like not my not my thing uh, not my but, tempo but uh, you know it's hard to tell a club like hey you you're not allowed to do this it's more just like cool I'm not interested in being a part of that but from the golf course perspective it's it's hard because like you said it just it has changed it's just ruined so many other golf courses kind of i don't know if that's its fault that it did that or it's fault that bad responsibility and and bad club memberships and all that stuff you know have leaned too heavily on kind of the augustification of all these different places uh whether that i don't know whether that's the club's fault or not it's hard to say i mean i haven't listened to your pod with with uh andy that's yeah, not but, out yet. Okay, there, there you go. <laughs> but like, you know, I, I imagine like some of the stuff that he talks about in that with centerline bunkers yeah. and and just kind of you know bringing it back to even just the scruffy bunkering of McKenzie and 
and all of that, especially on such a severe site, would be so cool. Yeah. yeah. It's it's frustrating, and I'm not like a student of architecture, but it's frustrating to read books about the origin of Augusta mm-hmm. and then see the course now and be like, yeah. oh, man. I mean, it's totally lost its spirit. At the same, at the same time, Augusta's amazing. Like, they have some the best greens in the world, probably, as far as the interesting nature of them not only how easy like beautiful they are to putt but just the contours and the shapes and how they match the shape of the hole but at the same time like it was supposed to be this wide open field that you guys can you guys can choose their routes to it i think technology has kind of influenced the need to change whereas you know it's not that interesting for guys to choose routes to the hole if it just means bombing driver as far as possible and hitting a flip wedge over any bunker that blocks the angle whatnot so Mm -hmm. i think it a combination of technology getting out of hand, scores getting really low, and kind of feeling the need to protect par has really changed things. I think the spirit of the place still existed up until the late '90s, until they started bringing in trees and bringing in the second cut and all that. But I think the um, they play up the whole Bobby Jones thing a lot too, and the place feels more Clifford Roberts yeah. than Bobby Jones. Yeah, and I think that's it was Bobby Jones's like, his vision, influence but... and his vision and his initial kind of the principles behind some of his stuff I think has been lost over the years. And that's a longer discussion. It's just a weird, um, I don't know. I have just such a weird, like personal kind of relationship or feelings about it. I mean, it's, it's so weird to go there. I mean, I know, you know, all three of us have been there and walked around and it's just weird to go to a place and have the takeaway be like, Oh man, there's not a blade of grass out of place. It's like, oh, well, that, like... It's kind of weird. Yeah, that's why. But why? Like, that's <laughs> fucking weird that that's like that. And it yeah. just, like, the more times you go there, and it's it's easy to be blown away the first time and just kind of, basically, like, it's like sensory overload when you're yeah. there. Like, it's just, it feels like you're in, like, a dreamscape or something. Well, I mean, it but almost... The, well, the more times you go there... It does feel like a dream because yeah. you're, you're like, oh, I've seen this place on TV so many times. Exactly. The more times you go there, the more it's kind of like, all right, this feels like I'm in Disney World, yeah. and these are just kind of, like, plaster... You know, like plaster mounds covered with felt or something. It's like, it's like it feels like a recreation of a real place exactly. instead of a real totally place. Totally agree. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of the criticisms by all of us and from, you know, a lot of people are come from a place of because it's so great, like this is the greatest yeah, tournament sure. that we yeah. kind of look at some of the stuff under a, a microscope. Whereas if we don't have that many great things to say about the Houston Open, right? But right. we could, I mean, we could shred some of that part. So it, it does kind of feel like nitpicking every year when we start looking at the negatives. Of I think Augusta. you hold it but to, they, to yeah. The, Totally. Yeah, crazy high standard. Um, it's not perfect. Yeah. It's so far but, from perfect. But yeah, like going, you know, and there's there's so many, you know, there's so many awesome elements about it where like of the telecast and of what they've done with the range. Like they've, they've made some awesome improvements the, over the years. Yeah, I'm too. Joe Ford. The, pos- yeah. the positives so far. I mean, there was two the commercials negative. for yeah, a couple no, it's of years. Insane. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so, so, you know, it's, it's like 99%, 1%, but, but yeah, going back to that responsibility and kind of, I think they've gotten lost in the sauce on certain stuff and, and not given quite enough importance to some of the more substantive Well, it's things. just like, I mean, Sally, I know you're there too, but just picture like the difference between going to the Masters and going to the Open at St. Andrews and how different that is, how different the vibe is, how like when you're at the Masters, it's it feel like, I don't know, it, it just feels like you're, like it's almost too much of like you're going to do something wrong and you're going right. to be walking on eggshells the whole time. Whereas when you're at the open, you're like, man, I can like, I can go play this course and I can hit that shot and I can do all these different things. Well, so that's, I feel like you always wrestle with that. You always say like, yeah, the, the aura of the place is built upon the tenant of exclusivity. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. And, and granted it's a phenomenal golf course, of course, like yeah. as well. But yeah, I mean the whole 
the whole you know what makes it so unique and so crazy is that nobody's allowed in. Yeah, <laughs> except for that one time. You but know, I, it's, it's got like a Willy Wonka. And it also kind of though, to it. the only time I've been, I was kind of blown away at how much the patron experience truly meant to them. Like all the yeah. volunteers and everyone is kind of like truly sure. there totally. yeah. to make sure you have the best possible day. For like, sure, the concession and stands, the concessions, are cheap. and the oh, merchandise. We I mean, talk about it every year. The That's domestic I mean. and the import. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's like. Klondike Park. It, it is, is Disney a, World. It, it is. Yeah. But as a fan, like it's some of the most fun days. Yeah. I've oh, had. I love. It. Yeah. You know, it's so yeah. fun. No, to they go do. And, like the the end result is yeah. is the, one of the most exceptional things on the planet. Yeah. Right. But yeah, like we're obviously nitpicking here. Yeah. Um, but I think in something that I do every time is just I wait till like the very last possible moment. I remember one time I was there like a Thursday or a Friday, and just waited. Like I was one of the last people out off the property and watching the mowers oh god go so down cool. between where the old drive like where the old old driving range was like in the midst of you know between 18 green and 1t and kind of that whole area there and like watching you know 20 mowers go down in a line yeah and that was I supposed mean, to be the buy hole the place the just seems there. so <laughs> it's so expansive and so so cool when nobody's there totally that's why I think like my favorite times I've been there is like Wednesday when the course closes mm-hmm. for the par three contest and all, there's no players on it. And so most of the fans leave as well. And you can just go walk, you know, walk the 18 holes with no players on them and just look at the golf holes. Like, that's yeah. my favorite do. time to be out there. Yeah. We need to do that on, <laughs> yeah, I've never on Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, I'm man. Excited. It's so cool. It's oh, so, cool. so yeah, we are going to go. We're we'll going do, as we'll fans. Do, we'll do a walking tour. Sally yeah. can host a walking tour. <laughs> On your, on your right, you'll see uh, number three. We're going to drink beers. We're going to walk the course. No media obligations. No nothing. So if anybody's out there Wednesday, feel free to grab us. Let's grab a beer. Let's have some One fun. of my missions well, is a rarity is for us. I want to go. I want to look for the USB ports. That's true. In the in the trees. Yeah. Well, yeah. this is I a legend. It it's a legend that we've heard. We don't know if it's true. but we've, You hear a lot of weird things about Augusta, and you hear a lot of weird, you know, when one tree falls over, they replace it with an identical tree and... Like, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, we've heard there's USB ports in some of the trees that only photographers... Only masters. Only certain photographers, photographers. have access to. No idea if that's So they true. don't have to go back to the media center to upload It sounds to, like uh, it could be, a, could be a joke, but it's so absurd that I kind of believe it. Oh, I definitely believe it. <laughs> I don't suggest, like, going up to random trees and searching them for it. <laughs> that's the, that might get us kicked out. Um, I feel like we should talk... I don't know if anybody cares about this, but about why like the media experience at Augusta versus going as fans for us. Yeah. You tell it, break it down for us. Well, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I feel like, you know, I've so never saying like we, media, we got a little, so. we got kind of a lot of shit about like, how are you guys us. not going to the masters? And yeah. it's like, dude, we're going to, if we go like, you can't go inside the ropes. You can't bring your phone out. You can't take pictures. You can't take video. Like we're going to be sitting inside the media center Watching, on, watching TV. on TV, like we would, we might as well watch it on our own TV, right? <laughs> at home. Yeah, that's why everyone's like so confused. And so the way not we, to mention, we probably we, wouldn't get credentialed anyways. Right. <laughs> the way we cover golf is is getting enough context on the front end, but then yeah. watching it through the lens that everybody else watches right. it through, and yeah, giving commentary. Yeah. So while everyone's in the, pounding the keyboard yeah. in there, we're gonna we're gonna we, we're gonna have some live shows. Plus, well, I don't know, know man. Now. Like I've been oh, yeah. the only day I've, I've never been on Sunday. But even on Saturday, like it just, it gets so bunched up, and there's so many people following the same groups. Where I, Thursday, Friday, hundred, a thousand percent, I want to go. Yeah. But Saturday, Sunday, I would 
a thousand percent rather well, watch not, it on TV. Not to mention it's the best telecast yeah. like yeah. Yeah. experience you can have. Thanks to Joe Ford. Thanks to Joe Ford. Um, Proud partners. We are going to be doing live shows at the end of every round. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons why we're not going to be there as well. The Kill House, we actually got the Kill House set up now. It like, looks like a house. It, it looks does like look a like residence. House. Yeah. So we're as soon as play ends on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, join the live show on Periscope. Send your questions in. Let's we're gonna get we're gonna do it big for this week. So super and excited. Big Randy will be down here. And Big Randy will be here. It's getting real. Um, all right. This is one of the, I think it's is, I didn't jot down the names of everyone that submitted these questions, but this question. You get to pick one hole. You make par or better, you live. Bogey or worse, and you die. Jesus. <laughs> what hole do <Wow>. you pick? <laughs> it's such a good question. I'm going to say two. That's what I was going to say. That's what I had. Two. Really? Yeah. Two. It's either two or eight, but eight's uphill. And it's like, yeah, all right, no, I couldn't. I would, if you I get would, on the wrong side of one of those totally. mounds. Two, you can spray it right. Eight, yeah. You can keep it. Like it plays to, like, two plays to the wipey fade. Yeah, and if we have the Sunday pin. Exactly. You got Just plenty of green. Scrape one over to that right side Just of the green. Just make sure you get it over the bunkers. Totally. Andy yeah. said 13. There's too I much thinking trees too, there. But yeah, like I would, that, I I would like blow it into the trees and then I'd punch it into the creek. And that green's tough. And I, Yeah, that... 15 definitely wouldn't be the one. 15, I would... I could make nine. I would 15. leave my layup in the wrong spot and hit off the downslope. <laughs> I'd hit it into the water. Yeah, like... And like, I'd blade it over the green. 16, I'd worry about if it was a... Lower 16, pin. Yeah. I, I worry about being on the upper it's shelf. Do or like die. I mean, then it's do or die. It comes down to one shot. Yeah. Maybe right. 14. But I, I don't know. I feel like 15, too, you could get. You've got enough. What tees or, are you playing, or two, you've, Backs, I think. you've got Deep, enough margin think. for error yeah. to where you can recover from a bad drive and get yourself still in a decent spot for, the, for, this, for this third shot. Man, um, that's such a good question. That's a great question. Um, what if you, the three of us plus Andy play, and Andy's like a plus two handicap, by the way. Played back tees, scramble. Would we make the cut at the Masters? Yes. Yes. I think we'd win the tournament. I don't think we'd win. I ah. think we'd win. Andy's good. We would never make a bogey. I mean, no, if we did, we we'd make, make like, a I bogey. think we'd make a bogey. <laughs> the scramble? Yeah, because you get so over-aggressive. Yeah. Get, yeah. I could see us. I mean, you miss, so. Think about four. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> four, <laughs> yeah. Four. Or, you know. Or even six. Like, well, six is hard. We talked about hitting, like, the greens in the wrong spots or something. You know, it's. It's definitely not a given that all four of us are going to hit the green in the right, in right. the correct spot. So we're going to be putting from some bad spots. I think, and then it, like I could see us three putting for sure. I still think we, we s- I stink. Oh, we do, <laughs> but scrambles are so easy. You don't make bogeys and scrambles. I guess I don't know. You guys didn't. You guys didn't inspire a lot of confidence when I was following you at the Kia. You didn't make a lot of. We putts. shot twenty eight on the back nine. Yeah, well, you had a tour player with you though too. Well, that helps. But Andy's <laughs> would not- four be our pick for? Going back to that previous question. Also, Andy would be stroking out the one hole about pointing out all the things that were wrong with Augusta. He would be too triggered. He wouldn't be able to play well. (laughs) Andy likes Augusta. If you had to pick one hole, like just the hardest hole in the course, the one that you have the most problems making par on, would it be four? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Seven. Although four might be like a comfortable driver for me, honestly. (laughs) Just like a bunt. Like a scrape. Just like a bunt driver, hit it up by the green, like chip and putt. Moab. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to think of a hole where I would like make double more than I would make anything else. I feel like 10. I would really struggle on 10. No, because you drive it so well that I think you'd, I think you'd be okay. I think that green would just get way deep in yeah. my head. With the shadows and stuff there, I could see that. Yeah, and just the way the whole thing's canted. What, uh, if you could replace... <laughs> That's such a good question. I really like that one. If you could place, replace one member of the CBS commenting crew, who would it be and who gets their spot? I'm assuming we mean for Augusta. 
Um, man. I mean, I would Faldo for Johnny, Just eject, probably. Yeah, that's right? the one. That's the move. Yeah. That's the only answer, isn't yeah. it? Uh, I mean, what, can we talk about Gary Player saying that Faldo is not only the best announcer in the game, but was the most unbiased, just not, talk not about patriotic. Gary Player and not, <laughs> not give him any more. I mean, it? that was fantastic. Remember when Rose was up against Spieth in 15? How Faldo, I swear, was going to come out of the booth and start reading putts for Rose. He was rooting for him <laughs> so hard. I just, I loved it when we were watching the, the telecast the other night from 2004. And... And Faldo is talking over oh, the yeah. caddy convo between it was between Phil and Bones. Right? It was we it was the 2010 um, 2010 Masters 2010, when he was okay. in the in the, the pine, pine straw. straw on thirteen on thirteen on that on oh, that Sunday gosh. and like he, you can hear you can still hear it over Faldo talking so you can hear the conversation but he talked over like one of the greatest. Like the best, like do I go for it or do I not? Conversations like in modern Masters history, and Faldo is talking over it. Like that, that sums it up oh, for you, right there. It's the absolute worst. Uh, I think the I miss Peter Osterhaus. Yeah. Um, like I love Vern. Vern on sixteen is awesome. <laughs> yeah, Vern might have lost a step. He, he was he had a couple miscues. I remember like from old, last year. Old cherub. No, I like I'm in, but you know, as far as kind of. Uh, Really bringing the bringing the heat. You know who I'm replacing? If we're beyond Faldo, Bill McAtee. Yeah, on the telecast. He's just like replacement 14th level. Oh. first time I'm hearing it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Just um, generic filler. Yeah, I think that's fair. I miss Faraday. I miss Faraday a lot. Yeah. What hole? He he had what? Fifteen. He did fifteen. Yeah. He was there for when Tiger hit that shot yeah, in 2011, right. hit the twirl, and um, yeah. all that stuff. All right, if Bryson invented a time machine <laughs> and you could Listening. go back and change the result of any one shot in Masters history, what would you change? Oh, man. That's a good question, too. Uh, definitely have Phil make that putt on 13 after the shot out of the pine straw. That's yeah, but like, he went on and won. Yeah, I guess. That's true. What, if, what about Tiger actually making that putt in 2011 after stuffing it on 15 for Eagle. He or missed like the or Tiger not hitting the flagstick on 15. Oh, yeah. that's the one. Yeah. I think that's the one. I mean, I feel like we've got some recency bias here. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Modern I mean, Masters history for us. not hitting in the water on 12 with his first shot. God, <laughs> that was tough. <laughs> that, that was a rough one. That's a rough one. Um, I, you know what? I, I don't know why this has always stuck with me, but I wish Kenny Perry would have mucked up that playoff. You're a big Kenny Perry guy? Uh, I think Kenny Perry... You're wearing your hat very high on your head right now. I think Kenny Perry like Kenny would have Perry. been a, a phenomenal Masters champion. He's a gentleman. He's a... He's a I, I really like Kenny Perry. It would have been very on brand for him to win. And I think he's got an underrated career. Yeah. So. He was a monster for a while. He was a killer. Yeah. Okay. I can get down on that. So we've had a lot of fun re-watching a lot of the uh, Masters... The final round Masters telecasts. What have, have you guys got to watch many of them? Which one's your favorite to rewatch, Or which ones should be before the end of the... Before the tournament starts? Uh, I feel like I was always like... I, I haven't watched a ton of them this year. I watched 2004 with you guys. Um, I popped into just a bit of the 97 one just because it's fun to watch. Um, I feel like I was always kind of looking at a lot of them on... Uh, just YouTube, just like random clips that were already on there. So it's cool that they put the actual official versions. It adds the context of all now. the things that happen. Yeah, exactly. Because you forget certain things. Like, I mean, 2011 was was nuts. Madhouse. Yeah. I mean, I had forgotten 
that Rory was leading when he yeah. hit that ball like in the cabins on 10. I thought he had blown it more on the front nine. He only shot one over, I think, on the front. I'm a huge fan of, um, I mean, just like obviously finding out what happened, or not finding out, but rewatching, you know, what happened in the tournament is cool. But the fashion stuff mm-hmm. is awesome. <laughs> like Rory's got that like horrible Oakley shirt on and it's just it's the Jumaira hat. He was like, and, like in between all, fat all and stuff. fit yeah. phase. Like he got totally fit, I think, the next year, but he was like, weirdly kind of fat still in 20 the only thing i would say is i kind of wish on some level that they left the commercials in there yeah i, love, I, <laughs> I think love that i think that would be pretty cool there's always some random anthony kim sightings like in 2010 and 2011 <laughs> he went nuts for a oh, while remember when anthony kim made 11 birdies in one day that's <laughs> i knew that but just hearing you say it out loud is shocking he uh-huh. made a double and two bogeys on that day i yeah. think so he shot 65 or something like that with 11 birdies god i miss that guy uh, I haven't done it yet, but I want to go back and watch 82. With Craig Stadler wins in a playoff. Uh, I want to watch, uh, was it 77 when Fuzzy won? Yeah, that one's, a, yeah. Uh, uh, 79. 79. Yeah, that was a playoff as well. Ed Sneed and Tom Watson. That one, just going through, like, the scores and everything. Um, I mean, that was... I hope Augusta bananas. doesn't take... I hope they don't take those down. Because I'd, I'd like to do... I bet they do. I don't know. I think they'll. I think they'll leave them up. I we'll kind of want to go watch. It's different when they put it on their own site. When yeah. they put it out on YouTube, I don't know. It'd be weird to take them down. I kind of want to watch 07 just to understand how it happened. How Plus One won the Masters. How ZJ yeah. won it. I know it was, it was like 45 cold. degrees. It was just cold and I windy, know. right? Like, it's firm, like weirdly yeah. firm and whatnot. But. I don't know. Who else? I mean, Tiger was up there, right? Like, Tiger finished second. Yeah. I'm trying to think Rory Sabatini, and Tiger. <laughs> Man. 20. I mean, even Tiger last year. Tiger didn't break 72. 73, 74, 72, 72. It, it's amazing even to watch 17s. Like, and you just, you always, you know, you remember Sergio winning, but you forget the sequence of events. For sure. You forget him going into the trees on 13 when he was two God, down, yeah. thinking it was like over. And then Eagles 15. And like, I forgot that Rose bogeyed 17 and had a putt on 72nd hole to win it. And then Sergio had a putt to win it, missed it. And I think uh, I forgot all those things that you just said. Right? Yeah. That's what makes these things so awesome. It's so easy to get sucked I'm like in on them. 15. I'm, I'm number 15. That's about it. But yeah, it's, it's funny how disposable all these come as, as, soon as, you, as soon as you get done watching them. All right. This is a short, little bit of a shorter episode, but uh, we've had a lot of guests on the last couple uh, last couple eps, but wanted to, wanted to get our master's takes out there in advance. We got, we're obviously pretty fired up. Um, again, reminder, tune into the live show every night, uh, live on Periscope and on Twitter. And uh, we'll see you guys then. See ya. Crack on. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect. 